Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. Celebrating the amazing people of coastal Mississippi and across this great state who are working hard to make this a great place to live, work, and play. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show. I'm glad that you're here with us on 103.1, but some of you are listening on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast or on Super Talk TV. We appreciate you uh, engaging with the show however you engage in this show. We really, really appreciate it as we continue to celebrate the men and women who are working so hard to make this such a special place to live, work, and play. You know, I, I've, I often do a review of, of, of past shows over the last couple of weeks, and I won't do that today, but I would really encourage you to go to the Super Talk Gulf Coast page, the Super Talk Mississippi page, or to the Ricky Matthews Show um, page uh, on Facebook or YouTube, and uh, and take a look at the guests that we're having, just a long list of incredible people who are contributing in such a great way. You know, when the pandemic hit, we were doing these hour-long conversations, and when the pandemic hit, things were kind of happening fast and furious, and we did we did actually a lot less hour-long conversations. We did a lot of 30-minute conversations. So we'd have Dr. Conger, who's an infectious disease doctor from Memorial, we'd have him for a couple of segments, and then we'd have someone else in the community talking about the COVID situation and whatever. Uh, what we tried to do over the past uh, couple of months is to try to get back to hour-long conversations. And we'll still have... 30-minute uh, 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 segments and, uh, you know, half, half one show, ha- half one person, half of a show with one person, then the other half with someone else. But for the most part, we're going to try to move more back to hour-long conversations because that's, you know, when I, when I formed this show working with Super Talk, I wanted to have longer conversations. Radio and lots of media today is all about sound bites. Even even as you see, social media is moving more toward reels. You know they want it to be quick, quick down and dirty. But you can't learn a lot if you if you just do it in sound bites. And so what I try to do is have a lot deeper conversations with my guests. And um, and hopefully, you know, sometimes I never know where the conversation is going to go, but just bring a smart, ex- experienced person into the conversation, into the uh, conversation, and uh, and let it go, let it go where it's going to go. So that's exciting that I had that opportunity, and uh, and, it's, and you know, of course, I, I I looked just a second ago because I was talking to my next guest about some of the um, some some of the numbers but I noticed in fact that, that in, in one one recent post that the uh, the reach on that post compared to the, the post before it was up 571 percent so people are engaging with the show I, I, the other thing I mentioned that when I I posted about the change of the name of the show over 3,000 people engaged with it which is really incredible actually for a local show like this so people are paying attention we really appreciate it. And, um, you know, again, I hope you're enjoying these these longer conversations. You know, I can't I can't think of a better person to have a long conversation with because it's something that I am very committed to. And that is a sort of a lifelong journey to stay healthy. Then my friend Robbie D'Angelo, who is a human human optimization coach. He does lots of things, does corporate strategic work. He's uh 
his his capabilities have grown over the last two or three or four years, and um, I'm pleased to have him back here on Super Talk. Uh, excuse me, yeah, you know, well, on Super Talk for sure, but on the Ricky Matthews Show. How you doing, Robbie? I'm great, Ricky. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm I'm, I'm really excited to be here today and have a have an in depth conversation with you. Yeah, it's exciting. Hey, listen, uh, the re- readers of Super Talk Mississippi News and listeners of this show and listeners of the other shows that we have across the state know that we're launching a new strategy, and it is of, of thought leaders across the state, a bunch of them from coastal Mississippi. I'm really glad to hear. Now, Robbie is from coastal Mississippi, and he still does work in coastal Mississippi, but he's actually living in Florida now. And um, so he's uh, got, got a broader perspective, but he is now uh, going to be, in fact, he is now a, a new thought leader for Super Talk Mississippi News. And uh, you'll be hearing more of him here on this show and uh, the, the statewide shows as well. But I, I'm just thrilled that he's in the fold now because he, if you're in the corporate business and the corporate world, Robbie has something to offer you. If you're just trying to improve your own health, your own mental uh, framework about how you uh, 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 approach your own health, both mentally and physically, uh, Robbie's got a lot of experience in that realm. So congratulations, Robbie. We're thrilled to have you. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited about this position just because, you know, it's one of my passions to just create awareness and to give people just a spark, a spark of change. Um, and that's really my intention with any any piece of content I put out is just to create some awareness and let people know that change is possible. Yeah, that, that is that is for sure. Um, well, we'll people can go to supertalk.fm to read your column. You, what you do is you go to supertalk.fm. You can go to news. And then, uh, then there's an opinion uh, button. You can you can click on that. Now, most of the most of the, uh, in fact, all of the thought leader uh, columns will be going into the featured area. But so you'll be able to see it in a couple of different areas. But I encourage you to go to go read it. But just in a nutshell, what did you write about, Robbie? Yeah, this most recent article I published, it is May. So May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, and it's mental health for me has been a huge part of my business um, and also my personal life as well. It's been a challenge for me to overcome and to learn so much. I was on the board of directors for the Mental Health Association of Mississippi for a while. So my article this month focused on you know the importance of education and reducing stigma around mental health, but also introducing this new term of mental fitness which is just like your physical fitness, it's your ability to become stronger and more resilient in your mental health. Well, I'm not surprised you wrote about that. Just one quick point. Uh, Robbie and I are pre-recording this because this is when we could get together. So I think it's going to be uh, uh, running on Tuesday, June the 6th. So um, you can, you know, obviously it will be published in May, so you can go back and take a look at that if you if you'd like. But it's a sounds like a great column. There's a there's a lot of fodder to write about, though, isn't there, Robbie? So much, especially when I when I opened this article, like I knew some of the stats, but when I opened up this to start writing about this article, I started researching the current statistics around mental health in America. You know, even though I would say the awareness is higher, the statistics are also higher. And that's yeah. not necessarily a good thing. Um, we're still struggling more now than ever with mental health, and so it was just it was just a really good opportunity for you know us to be able to put out a piece of content to hopefully, especially in the state of Mississippi where we are a little bit lower um, when it comes to mental health assistance, mental health help, um, to be able to hopefully create a little bit of change in that arena. You know, Robbie, it's been it's been um, unfortunate though. 
that I think America in general is struggling with this notion of mental health. And this has been going on for many, many, many years. But I've had a string of, of conversations from teen suicide to, to violent crime and many points in between. We've talked a lot about what's happening on I-10 heading into New Orleans. and But, you know, it's interesting. No matter, no matter what the, the topic is that's challenging us, there are aspects of it that always lead back to mental health. And at some point... Our nation's really got to get his arms around this one because, you know, I, I think oftentimes the mass shooting that we're seeing in America links in some ways back to, to mental health. Um, there's just some big challenges here. But, you know, just, a, you know, the reality is I think everyone's got some challenges. You and I have talked about this before. You never know what someone's going through. The most stable-looking person in the world could have all kinds of turmoil going on inside. And um, we just can never know for sure what someone's going through by just, you know, just your first impression, can you? Never. And that was actually one of the lines I put in the article was, look, if you're alive and conscious in this world, then you have to be aware of your mental health because you're going through it in some way, whether it be your anger management, your ability to handle stress, um, how you show up in the workplace, how you show up in your relationships. Every choice and decision you make in life goes through the filter of your mental health. So we all have to deal with it in one way or another. And yes, when we look at the problems we're having as a country, the problems we have in coastal Mississippi um, and Mississippi in general, so much of it has to do with mental health. And one of my big passions is, hey, let's, let's stop fixing the symptoms and start addressing what's causing the symptoms. And that, that's really, really a big passion of you know, one of the areas I'd love to make more of an impact in. Hey, Robbie, one thing that you and I have talked about before, but but I'll, I'll say it again. One of the things that led me to actually retire in 2016 at you know the, the height of my career was, um, first of all, thank God I could actually retire. I could actually, it was actually a choice because a lot of people don't have the choice in the situation that I was in. But I had been burning the candle at both ends for many years. I was CEO for 16 years and, you know, going through Katrina and the oil spill and then massive change in our industry. And I thought I was Superman, to be quite honest with you, man. I thought I could just, I was impenetrable. I felt like I could tackle anything. I was running ragged. During a two-year period, I did like 650,000 frequent flyer miles flying, commuting all over the United States. Um but eventually it started to catch up with me a little bit. And when I when I had a little scare, it all turned out fine. I had a little uh, uh, health scare. I told my doctor in Biloxi, who's a terrific doctor, Dr. Matakaveri, told him that my job was killing me. And, um, you know, well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you the rest of the story on the other side. But what I learned from that is that the cumulative effect of stress is devastating. That's what I learned from it. And um, once I relieved myself of that, it's been pretty smooth sailing since. So anyway, we'll, get, we'll continue our conversation with Robbie D'Angelo on the other side. We'll see you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of The Ricky Matthews Show on your laptop, desktop, or your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
His passion and love for coastal Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend Robbie D'Angelo with us. And we were talking about mental health and health in general when we went to break. And I was sharing my story that in 2016, I retired uh, and um, and to be quite honest with you, I, did, I don't think I looked back. But the, what led to that, though, was a series of events that that made me really get concerned about the cumulative effect of of stress on my body over a long period of time. And I actually, there were things I wanted to do in my life. I wanted to be able to enjoy fishing and hunting and, and the outdoors with my grandkids. And I wanted Ann and I to be able to travel. And I wanted to be... I wanted to be in shape and and be happy and healthy. I wanted to be healthy. And I remember one time, Robbie, I had responsibilities. When I was in New Orleans, I had responsibilities for uh, companies in, in Alabama. And uh, I was we would meet regularly in Meridian. It's kind of a, a halfway spot. And, and I remember I was on a conference call on the way there once, and I just felt pain in my arms the whole time I was on this conference call because it was a high, really tense meeting. <clears throat> and then I noticed that was happening a lot. They would just have, you know, when I was really high stress, I just felt pain. It's like, I, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, it wasn't a heart trouble or anything. Just, I felt the tension of you know, the rising stress. It, it hurt, made my body hurt, to be quite honest with you. And um, one thing led to another, ultimately took me to the doctor, you know, a bunch of tests just to make sure everything was okay. And that's when I said to my doctor, I think my job is killing me. And the truth is, it probably was, Robbie. I mean, the truth is, the cumulative effect of being a CEO and all the stress that comes with that and with the digital tsunami eating up media companies and being at the sort of the, the forefront of all that, it was it was having a cumulative effect. But, you know, the truth is, stress is a killer. I mean, it is an absolute killer, isn't it, my friend? So we know by science that inflammation is the number one cause of aging and disease. That being said, stress is the number one cause of inflammation. And what's, what's crazy about that is your, your body is meant to be able to handle and adapt to stress. But when we look at that, it's intentional micro stress, such as a workout or like a, a mental game you play or a work meeting, right? The, the intentional micro stress that you can then can recover from the problem we're facing right now is so many of us are living with chronic stress. So we have stress put upon our mental, physical body, yet we never are able to recover from it. So our body is just in this constant breakdown cycle of inflammation. And that's exactly what you're talking about is chronic stress is, in my opinion, the number one killer of humans right now. I can I can I can definitely see that and uh, there's a lot people can do about it you know what what the, the the relief that I got and what enabled me to go for as long as I went was that I would go for long runs or long walks or go into like you said go to the gym and pump some serious iron and I could literally feel it, the release happening as I as I did those things and that was part of the way I did it. I did I did that I tried to get 10,000 steps a day every day, and I've done that for many, many, many years. Now, I can get it from just walking a lot. You know, if I like if I get on a phone call, even today, I'll just go outside and walk while I get do the phone call. 
Um, I mean, I'll, I will never sit down for a phone call. Never. I'm going to always be up walking, doing, you know, that, you know, the situation, but if you focus on those kind of things, it, it makes a real difference. But I think that's what kept me going for as long as I was able to go, um, that I was really focused on my, my physical health. And so when, when my physical health started to get impacted, I was so aware of it. I mean, it's just so unbelievably aware of it. That 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 didn't feel that's not normal. I would think to myself, I gotta, I gotta watch that. That I don't like the way that feels. And um, people have these little anecdotes all the time that they sense and feel, and they don't react to. They hope that it will go away, but oftentimes it doesn't go away. And they better pay attention to their body, don't you think? Well, what you just spelled out right there is one of the you know the biggest problems we're facing right now is when it comes to our health 90 percent of the time we're reactive something goes wrong we feel something isn't right or a medical exam blood tests come back showing us a warning sign and then we do something to address the problem instead of okay i need to be proactive in my mental health, that mental fitness thing we talked about earlier. Like what are what are some ways that I can get better at handling stress instead of waiting till the stress is so bad? Now I have to go to therapy, now I have to go on medication. What are some ways I can be proactive in this? And your physical body, you know, you're talking about, yes, what are some ways I can have a healthier physical body? So when stress does come upon me, my body is better able to handle the stress instead of, oh, hold on, I'm stressful. Let me go work this out now. Right. So that's one of the biggest things that I see people struggling with right now is they're being reactive to problems instead of proactive and preventing or mitigating problems. And then here comes the drugs and alcohol that you and I always have to come back to. But that, I mean, Lord, how mercy. I don't really, I'd be honest with you, man. I only have two or three of my friends that literally don't drink. The rest drink something. You know, maybe it's kind of weekend binges or, you know, I don't, some drink every day. I mean, and, and, and you look, yeah. yeah, and you and I've talked about this before, but the, the impact on your body of just a glass of wine or two a night is incredible. I mean, it affects your sleep. It, I mean, it really, it hurts you. Yeah. I mean, look, there's studies on both sides. Some studies will point to, hey, a glass of wine at night is not that bad for you. They talk about like the Italians and the French, how they live longer and blah, blah, blah. But if we really think about it, we're putting a toxin into our body. So if we're already in an inflamed state from stress and we're putting another toxic that causes inflammation on top of that, where do we think that's going to go? And honestly, that's why most people drink is because they're having some anxiety, they're having some stress, and they're trying to calm that down, which, yes, it is a Band-Aid, and it does make you feel better in the moment, but the cumulative effects of that are far more damaging than we think. It, it is. It is. You know, in your clientele, at least the, maybe some of the circles you run in and their friends, how often do you actually see overuse of drugs these days? Drugs is a prevalent problem, um, especially we're seeing some rises right now in Mississippi um, with some people that, you know, you wouldn't really think. And they're struggling with it because we're living in this fast-paced, rapidly changing world that stress is at an all-time high. Relationships are at an all-time low. So we're, we're kind of getting away from human joy, human fulfillment, all the things that make us great as humans. And we're looking for coping mechanisms because of all the stress or the void that I'm feeling from lack of relationships. And we are turning to drugs and alcohol 
to fill that void because it's easier and it's it's a quick fix instead of doing the real work. Oh, hold on. Let me go form better relationships or uh, let me do some personal growth or let me get back in, in a church or into my men's group. Like, let me get back to doing things that grow me. Eh, that sounds like too much work. Where's that pill at? Mm, wow. That's that's so sad to hear that. But it's, it's definitely true. Listen, I am really <clears> – <throat> I don't talk about this often, but I am really, really happy to have a wonderful uh, uh, marriage with my wife, Anne. I mean, we have a – awesome marriage. And we ha- it's always been this way. <clears throat> Wonderful kids and now grandkids. And it's been, it's been a great life. But I, I do understand that's a, too often it's an exception to the rule. <clears throat> People having relationship issues, whether it be in a marriage or, or not. And I say to, to each other all the time, we're thrilled we don't have the tension of a relationship that has some issues. In addition to that, we're really thrilled we're not single because <laughs> I can't even imagine what it's like to be single these days with social media and getting to the essence of who people are. I bet you hear that a lot, don't you? Oh, the, the dating and relationship world right now is crazy. And the statistics are proving that it's getting crazier as far as expectations on both sides, um, getting to know, like you said, the real genuine person. Um, that's a lot of fake right now. Um, but I, I posted two statistics in the last month um, that kind of threw people off. One of them was five out of six millionaires are married. And the second stat that I posted was men who are married live 12 years longer than men that stay single. And what I was trying to point to was the stability and mental health that comes from being in a healthy relationship and that why that's so important. Even when we look at longevity studies, the areas around the world that have lived the longest, that have the longest lifespan, all of it points back to healthy relationships. That, that's why that's such a big topic that I always talk about is because if we're looking at health, like you and I always talk about, Relationships are the number one variable to improving your health, yet we spend zero time ever learning about how to have healthy relationships, and we wonder why we don't have healthy relationships. Wow. I mean, listen, in a, I tell you, I'm going to ask you, what are some of the challenges that you're hearing from single people who are trying to have relationships? In the social media world these days. I, again, I just can't, I can't really even imagine. And I haven't done much research about it. I just know that it's, you know, from time to time I'll read something that, that tells, tells me it's a challenge. Uh, because people present something, you know, on social media, but who they really are is something totally different. And getting to the essence of that, it's got to be crazy difficult. Hey, listen, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Robbie D'Angelo. Subscribe for free to the Ricky Matthews Show podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Reminding you why we all love living in coastal Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend Robbie D'Angelo. And like I said, I never know where the conversation is going to go. But he, the, what's interesting about Robbie is he has such a wide range of clientele and uh, in terms of age group, female, male, 
Um, lots of feedback he's given to people. And, uh, it, it, that's what he does for a living. So he's in a unique position to be able to see the, the trials and tribulations of being married and and being single. One of the, what was that? You, you, I think you shared this during the break. The, the stat about uh, men who want to be married versus women who want to be married. What's what? Share that stat with the audience. Yeah, this is actually the first time in human history that about twenty to thirty percent more men are looking for marriage than women, which is a complete reversal from the way that stat used to read. That's so that is so interesting. So what do you talk to me about the frustrations that single people have trying to uh, define the right person in this new world? You know, the frustrations, while they're worded different, are pretty much the same on both sides. We're hearing phrases like lack of commitment, um, and one of the big problems that that's is, you know, just too many options. Um, we live in a world of endless options with a swipe. So that's that's the real problem there. Um, the sexes don't know how to communicate with each other, which has been a problem since the beginning of time. One of the biggest things I'm seeing right now is um, we're having a real expectation problem as far as the person we're expecting to meet and expecting to be with and how it's supposed to be this magical, perfect moment we meet and sunshine and rainbows and fireworks go off and then we live happily ever after after that. And I'm sorry, that's that's not the way the world works, right? You meet somebody and then you develop a relationship and that relationship takes work. Um, there is no relationship where you don't have to work on Oh, you communicate this way. I communicate this way. Let's work on that together. Um, so I'm hearing so many different things. And I was just looking at a stat right here. Um, 75% of people that recently polled find the single life and dating very difficult. 75% are wow. saying that finding someone is very difficult right now. Good. I, I'm you know, again, for all all you single people out there, I don't I don't envy you. <laughs> I don't envy you for for what what that can be like. That is for sure. But uh, but you know, in your case, Robbie, you find a, a good church group to hang around with, and you find you know you get you 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 choose your friends wisely. There is a there is a light at the end of the tunnel, isn't there? Well, that's a big thing. Is you know, when we look at the statistics of where to find a partner, and we look at longevity of relationships, the number one place to find a partner is through friends. Second place is through church, um, and then you look at organizations where you have something in common. Um, yet, understanding those three stats. That's not how the majority finds a partner, right? It's bars, clubs, dating apps. Um, it's all the places that lead to the shortest relationships. And once again, we're taking these actions wondering why we're not getting good results. Maybe we should yeah. actually look at the statistics of, hold on, I want a healthy relationship. Where do I find a healthy relationship? Okay, well, let me talk to my friends. Let me get involved in church. Let me go do these things that actually I can find someone that's of quality that meets with my standards, my guidelines of a healthy relationship. I saw, a, I don't know who it is, incidentally, but it was on it was on uh, Instagram, and it was uh, just a, a reel that came across. And it was a very successful guy who was bragging about his marriage in a good way. And so I sh shouldn't even use a brag. He was proud. That maybe is the better word, proud of his marriage. And talked about all the celebrities he had access to and that he's been invited to these 
big parties and whatever. And he says, you think I'm ever going to go? And he says, there's no way. He said, nothing good happens at one o'clock in the morning ever. And he says, you know, I'm, I'm committed to my family. I'm committed to my, to my work. I'm committed to my wife. And I'm not going to do anything that's going to deviate away away from that. And your work, you get to see a lot of successful people. And those, you know, there's some incredibly successful people who have incredible relationships, aren't there? There is. And that's that's one of the things you see is typically in order to achieve success, you have certain characteristics that lead to success. And what we find is the people that apply those characteristics to their relationship have the best relationships. You know, we, we set a goal, we work on our goals, and we, we actually do the work it takes to build a successful relationship, just like you would in business. And then you have great communication that identifies maybe some stumbling blocks or some miscommunication or areas you need to work on. And then you come together and work on those things. It's it's the same thing you do in business. Yeah, your language has to be a little softer than in business. It can't be quite as black and white. It has to be a little bit more emotional. But those same characteristics it takes to build a successful business or be successful at anything in life, you have to apply to your relationship too. And I, that's why we see that carryover. But we also see what happens when people do that is their success actually multiplies because of the healthy relationship. Yeah, the way in my life, in my life, the way that it worked was Anne was sort of the CEO of the family. You know, she she ran the house. She made sure that the kids were where they needed to be and whatever. I was able to focus on my work. And in fact, I, I think I told you the story. The first week after I retired, I was sitting there with her at the kitchen table and she was on the phone with the kids having all these different conversations. It occurred to me that I never heard her having these conversations because the truth is I was working all the time, you know, on weekends, obviously I was home and I always tried to the mask work for my kids. You know, I wanted them to be able to have my undivided attention, but I actually got sad a little bit for thinking, gosh, over all these years, this is what Ann was doing. I mean, she was just handling these things and developing this incredible relationship. She was the sounding board and whatever. And Oh, man, I, I often th- thought to myself that one of the reasons I was able to find success in my career was because of Anne, because she just was able to help in so many different ways. And wow, there's two, two is better than one. That's what I got to say about that. Two is better than one. A hundred percent. And what she realized was she took care of so many fires and problems where if your work attention was divided like that, and you're really stressed out and overwhelmed with home stuff, then it's really hard to deliver in the work environment. You have to have this, and I, I hate using this work, that work-life balance is something that it doesn't really exist. Um, we just have to do our best, but you really have to find that between work and home. And, and yes, that is why two is better than one, because now we can divide responsibilities, we can divide roles, and we can divide and conquer this situation that we're in between having a healthy life, but also having a healthy professional life. And a hundred percent, you know, it always, you always hear like expressions like it takes a tribe and more the merrier. But when it comes to a family, yeah, a, a solid nucleus family where people are working together for a common goal is always going to have better results. 
You know, what's interesting as a publisher, uh, sometimes <laughs> we would do things that would not make people happy. You know, just that's just part of being a newspaper publisher. And and once, um, more than once, obviously, but but one time in very in particular, very significant, um, I got a death threat, and um, not I got more than one in my career, you know, but one was pretty profound. And so FBI and others invi- you know, uh, advised us. And um, at the time, my assistant was Karen Shuck, because she lives up in North Mississippi. She was absolutely terrific. But what we had to do is, like, when Ann or the kids were, would go anywhere, she would always check in with Karen and let her know exactly where she was going to be at all times. I mean, think, just think about that for a second. I mean, there's like, there was like this halo over every all their activities just, just to make sure that everybody was going to be safe. You know, they didn't check in, then, you know, reach back out and make sure that everything is okay. Ann took all that in stride. I mean, I remember one night, one night she had a bad dream, and I thought, oh, wow, I probably shouldn't have told her too much. You know, I told her too much, you know, mm-hmm. but took it in stride, man, and just kept going. It just, you know, we didn't miss a lick as a family. I mean, when you're, again, when you're a publisher and you're in public life like I was, you're going to, there's going to be challenges along the way, all kinds of different ways there are challenges, and um, that's why the, the, the nucleus of my family was always so important to me as long as we could keep that group together. I fe- felt like if that was copacetic, all the noise on the outside of it didn't matter as much, you know, because the, the nucleus was, you know, we had our, had our, uh, you used the word intentional. Right? We were very intentional about keeping that together and then, you know, made everything else, all the challenges along the way, made them much more. Um, you know, we could, we could live through it, you know? Yeah. And that's the biggest, you mentioned something just now. Um, I heard two pieces of like great marriage advice in the last month. One of them was in a marriage outside of any like physical or mental harm. You should remove the word divorce from your vocabulary. It's not yeah. a word that you joke about. Yeah. It's just it just removes from the vocabulary. That way, you know you're committed. And the last thing is make sure you and your partner have a very very good conflict resolution style, and you work on that together because that honestly is one of the biggest keys to long-term success in a relationship. It is for sure, man. It is for sure. Hey, when we come back uh, with Robbie on the other side, we'll, we'll, uh, we always try to give you some practical advice. Okay, so we, we've gotten a little heady today, but we'll get back to the basics and remind you what you can do to live a healthy lifestyle. We'll see you after this. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is the Ricky Matthew Show on Super Talk Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthew Show. Robbie and I were talking during the break. It's, um, I don't talk about my relationship with my wife you know, very often, to be quite honest with you. Kyle knows that. But I'm, I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I found the right person to live my life with. And, you know, it gives me the opportunity to have a lot of peace when I'm planning my shows and talking to people like Robbie. That is, that's for sure. Robbie, let's let's get back to some some basics, though, because even though you have advanced your business dramatically, working with successful people, working with corporations, et cetera, at the end of the day, though, 
some of the basics apply to all of us. Why don't you kind of remind people what they could do if they really wanted to start, start, start taking steps today to get healthier? Yeah, so we're going back to the you know the article I wrote. What's so funny, Ricky, is like doing the research on mental health and doing the research on physical health. They have so many things in common, such as get good sleep, drink water. You know, physical exercise improves your mental health, um, and just getting those core three pillars disciplined in your life are going to help tremendously. And then incorporating things in your mental health, um, such as I would say, honestly, the biggest thing is if you if you take away one thing from the show today, instill a growth mindset into your life, where you're always looking at challenges as a problem as an opportunity to get better, and you're never stagnant. This is not who I am for the rest of my life. I always have the opportunity to get better at just who I am as a person. Um, and I would say that like, if you can just get those four things started today, your life will dramatically change for the better. Um, I would, I would ask one thing is that if you drink alcohol at all, go alcohol free for a period of time, just it. do it and see how it makes you feel. You will be amazed at how it helps you, but you got to, there's a in there a period of time you really 30 60 90 days that you really got to commit to it to get to really be seeing the benefit what would you say as far as that advice is concerned yeah it definitely at least 30 days um the first time i did that was actually one of the times i was getting ready for a bodybuilding competition and i went 90 days without alcohol and just the mental clarity that came from that, the you know the the mornings you wake up and you're not tired and hungover <clears throat> and you're actually productive during the day, you start to notice all these benefits. And I'll tell you one of the biggest things that you notice is when you're not using alcohol as a crutch for the voids and the stresses in your life, you actually have to start dealing with those things. And by dealing with those problems in your life, now you're presented the opportunity to actually make them better instead of just drinking them away like so many of us do. And just ask yourself that question. What would, be, what would my life be like if I actually solved the problems that cause my drinking? Explore that topic for a little while and see what you come up with. And a lot of people won't admit if they drink regularly, they, know, they don't admit that they even have a problem. But what they're, what they're doing is creating a false situation by drinking 100 percent. even when you look at <clears throat> research based around alcoholics not calling people are an alcoholic but like when you look at that research it always goes back to a story um a story of pain a story of trauma that they started drinking in the first place and then it just kind of you know multiplied from there so getting to that original story that original trauma of why this started in the first place and the same thing with most drug addictions um you know, now we're getting to the root of the problem instead of the symptom, which, you know, is the drinking, actually. It is for sure. I've got friends that, man, I love them to death, but, I mean, they can't, you know, to do anything. They're going to go drink some beer, you know. I, I it's saw such this a thing social on, thing, though. I mean, when you think I, about, like, the way we're raised, especially in South Mississippi, yeah. um, everything we go to, like, I was talking to some people here in St. Pete about that a couple weeks ago, like, what activities do people do like when they play with their friends that it's not alcohol involved? 
like going to a baseball game. Hey, we're going to tailgate and drink before the game. You know, like what activities do people do that alcohol isn't involved in? So it's, it's so social nowadays to that be just like a standard practice um, in our lives. I saw I saw this thing on Instagram. In fact, I saw it this morning. Uh, a woman says to her husband, "You probably have seen it, but it, a woman says to her husband, babe, shouldn't we uh, shouldn't we take a shot off of tequila before we go, and so we'll have a little buzz when we get there?" And she he looks over at her and says, "Sweetheart, we're only going to Walmart." <laughs> so, but you know, it's funny, but it's also sad at the same time, isn't it? it it's it's one of those things. That it's sad but true. Um, there's so many people like that that can't be social without a little lubricant known as alcohol. Um, they, they can't go be around their family without having a drink or two first. Um, instead of asking ourselves, like, why? Why do I need a drink to go be social? Okay, my social anxiety, why, why don't I solve that problem instead of having to depend on this you know, crutch every single time? Hey, one of the things, uh, you know, just one other piece of advice, because you do a lot of this as well, but when I go for my long walks, you know, two to four mile walks, I've got several YouTube channels that I'm going to listen to. And uh, and if I get caught up in it, I don't even wake up from the YouTube until I'm done with my walk. I don't even realize I've done my walk. I mean, you, you've done that as well. But we're out of time, Robbie. <clears throat> we'll be having you back on regularly. Congratulations for being a thought leader for Super Talk Mississippi News. We'll look forward to hearing from you and reading what you have to say. And until the next time, my friend, keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Ricky. It's been a pleasure, and I can't wait till next time. You bet, you bet. Have a great day, and we're going to see you tomorrow. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.